The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill and he is Ewan Cameron. How are you Good doing? morning, Stephen. How are we? I'm very well. How are you? I'm a wee bit upset after the weekend's football. I was fully expecting a victory against St Mirren. It didn't materialise, so it kind of ruined my weekend. It um, was all, quite funny. Well, we'll talk about it shortly. Um, yeah. Also ruining my weekend was Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3, which was Pants. You mentioned that last week. It's not good. Didn't enjoy it, no. Didn't enjoy it, no. Do you know what I noticed actually when I was in this morning? That's what happens when you go in and see films that are made for 12 year olds, though. So, you know, that's your problem. Gardens of the Galaxy. Aye. Movies that are made for 12 year olds. They're for children. Chris Pratt dropped the F bomb in Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3. He also Ooh. said the S word as well. Oh my God, the S word. <laughs> my God. It's like people uh-huh. who eat Watsits, you know. Do you think the only children should eat Watsits? They're a children's snack. Watsits. So you would, you would never take a bag of Watsits for a meal deal? Oh no, yeah, I would absolutely eat Watsits. You but, would? But it's, you know, in our ideal world, children eat Watsits. Cheesy balls? Children. Children again. I noticed when I was driving in this morning, you know how this uh, podcast is sponsored by Call Robert? Yes. Did you notice there's a car out there? Mm-hmm. It's Call Robert. Oh, is it? There's a Call Robert car outside. Somebody's got a Call Robert car outside in the car park. It's not me. Is it not you? Is it you, Producer Chris? Nope. No. no. Chris doesn't drive, so that would be even more. So some, <laughs> so somebody has um, gone to call Robert and they've had to get their... To, what do you call when you get a car that's not yours? Company car. No, not a, a company car. Like a, like a rental car. It's not a, a rental car. Courtesy car. Courtesy car. Yes. So that's clearly a courtesy car. So somebody in here is using call Robert... Yeah. Because um, their car's clearly not working. Well, clearly the advertising is working. It is working. And we're very it... glad to have you on board. Thank you, Call Robert. Call, call Robert. Call yes. Robert. Thank you, Call Robert. What I would say is that at the moment I've not yet needed Call Robert, but I have their number stored in my phone forever. I need them. I um, My car battery died about a month and a half ago when I was at Asda. And that was deeply, deeply irritating. There's nothing worse than your car breaking down. I think it's the most irritating thing. You're stuck, in the world. aren't you? And there's nothing you can do. The battery was totally knackered, so mm. I couldn't even like do nothing. Try to jumpstart it; didn't even work. So a guy came along, right? I just googled like my battery's dead. What do I do? Because my mom was on holiday, so I couldn't phone her because that's my usual port of call. And I'm yeah. like, Mum, what do I do? I've never had to deal with this before. So I went on to Google. Just typed in whatever. This guy came along and he had a battery. It was almost like a battery jetpack, right? It was this like big sort of like unit. It was like a size of like a speaker. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And he basically just attached it to the battery and pushed the button and it went boof. And then the battery worked. Well, it actually made that noise. Yeah. It was like boof. And you heard it. Aye. And it brought the battery back to life. Yes. It was. And he was like, I like. Don't mess about with this though, because if that was if I was to press that button and it was attached to you or attached incorrectly and you were touching it, just your bones would be left. Is what he said to me. <laughs> you basically disintegrate. He said you would disintegrate in seconds. He said you would just have your bones left. <laughs> so don't go near it. Don't touch he it. He said I th- it was. I think his quote was like, "Aye, it's a pretty good PC kit." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Right. Seeing you as the shop, did yes. you have an as the pizza? 
I do like an Asda pizza. Um, it's better than a Tesco pizza. It's better than a Sainsbury's pizza or a Morrison's pizza. And they're pizza. only about four pounds as well. And they're better than a Pizza Hut. They're better than a Domino's. The pizzas to, are so good. Did you go to Pizza Hut after the cinema last week? So we went to Pizza Hut before Interesting. the cinema. Mm-hmm. And Teresa has got that meerkat thing. Right. You know the meerkat deals that if you've got something on your phone, you can get your pizzas for like half price or something. All right, fair so enough. it's a good deal. It's called Meerkat Movies. Mm-hmm. Get a pizza with Pizza Hut, then you go and see the film. So Teresa had um, got herself a new phone, so she forgot to download the Meerkat app. So you paid full price no, for No, this is what's really good. I'm not going to name the Pizza Hut we were at or the cinema we were at, but the young lad says, I, c- I trust you. And I went, are you sure you're not getting in trouble for it? He goes, it's not coming at my wage. <laughs> so great, great customer service. Brilliant customer service. And that boy got a £15 tip for that. Well done. Well done to that boy. We all put in a fiver for him. Nice one. Yeah. So, That's good though. Yeah, it was nice. So um, let's move on to the football. Yes, it was a big weekend in the Scottish Premiership and the playoffs as well. And Michael Beale getting his first win as Rangers manager against Celtic. It's finally happened. And of course... Massive games at the bottom of the table, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Dundee United, what's going on there? And we now know the finals of the playoffs. We'll know who will be playing where very, very shortly over the course of the next week. Plus, I'm sure we'll be talking about VAR as well. Plus, we'll go through your shouts for if Scottish football was Eurovision. If you're listening to us, thank you very much. You can always find us. The Big Scottish Football Show, that is our name. You can follow us on Twitter, at BigFootballScott. And you can get us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. And remember to subscribe and give us a big juicy five stars as well, if you fancy that. Right, let's move on to the football at the weekend. And do you want to start at the bottom of the table or the top of the table, Ian? Should just do it in order of when the games were played. Yes, okay then. Uh, Saturday lunchtime was Rangers 3, Celtic 0. It was a bit of a cruise for Rangers and then Celtic. Although, when it was 1-0, oh hit the post. Yeah. There's another chance as well. Good straight save after from that. McCrory. Really good save from McCrory. Uh, but then after that, Rangers sort of took control of the game again. And uh, yeah, I guess the question most Rangers fans would be wanting the answer to is, where was that when it actually mattered? It was there. They just weren't scoring goals. I've yeah, said. I, 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 I know, but I know, but I, I, where, where was that? Where was that when it mattered? It's come too late. I, um, I thought for the last three old firm games, Rangers were the better side, um, and it all came together on Saturday when it didn't really matter. But I think what that will do for Celtic is put a little doubt in their head going into the new season about how well Rangers played against them in those games since January the second when they drew two to. I thought Rangers were unlucky in both the semi-final and the cup final. And then, obviously, the old firm game where they, they lost 3-2, the Morelos controversy and all that. And then they win yesterday. So I think Rangers are closer than a lot of people think to Celtic. And their summer recruitment is going to be key. I think Cantwell and Raskin are two really good players. Lundstrom seems to have come on to a game as well since Raskin and Cantwell are sitting in front of him. So it'll be interesting in the summer. Celtic, for me, will still be without a shadow of a doubt, red-hot favourites to win the league next year. And what I think Saturday proved is that maybe Celtic squad isn't as good as he thought it was because the players that came in, I think he made five changes, really didn't make an impact. Ralston, he's all right. Johnson's injured. 
Yeah, I don't think Celtic. He obviously he brought in oh Kyogo was on the bench, yeah. came off the bench. Maeda came off the bench as well. Abada was playing. Mm-hmm. James Forrest was on the bench for the first time in three or four months. I, w- I wonder. Well. I wonder if Abada will actually be at Celtic next year. I'm not sure he will. I think they might probably cash in on him. He's a decent enough player, but again, I don't think he played that well on Saturday. So yeah, I think it will have given Postacoglu something to think about. But when Celtic have got their best of living on the pitch, they are easily the best team in the country. So it's up to Rangers to try and bridge that gap. Can they? It'll all depend on the recruitment because they'll need a couple of strikers. I thought John Suter was good on Saturday. He needed that after his injuries was and also when he made a mistake in the 3-2 game. So I thought Suter was very good. His header was good when he scored the goal. Him and Goldson looked like a decent partnership. Yidvan looked all right at right back. He's come back from a lengthy injury. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good good season next year. I think it'll be closer than this year. I still would put Celtic favourites, though. OK, let's move on to the other games on Saturday then, to the games that actually had a meaning in terms of the league table. So we'll start with the race for third place. It was Aberdeen against Hibs at Pataudry. How did Hibs not win that game? That is the best Hibs have played, not just this season, but in years. They were outstanding. Now, I only got to watch the highlights, but there were lengthy highlights. They battered Aberdeen. From pillar to post. They hit the post and the bar four times. Kelly Roos has made some great saves as well. That was four, five, six, seven nil. I mean, Aberdeen were never in the game. But I, th- also, I, thought, I thought Hibs were outstanding. To give credit to Aberdeen, they somehow managed to cling on and, How? and get a point. How? Would that have happened under Jim Goodwin? I just thought Aberdeen carried a lot of luck on Saturday. I mean, so much luck. I mean, fair play Barry Robson. He was scratching his head at the end of the game and he admitted that they weren't good enough and that Hibs deserved to win the game. It was definitely their worst performance under Robson by an absolute mile. Well, he was jinxed, wasn't he? Because earlier that week, he'd won Manager of the Month award. Yeah, exactly. Always happens when you win the Manager of the Month award. It's guaranteed the following game, you're either going to lose or draw it. And that's what happened. I thought Hibs were outstanding. I felt desperately sorry for them because... And I know we'll get to the VAR thing very soon. But see if that elbow is in in the way when McCurdy takes that shot. That's a goal. It's in the back of net. It's an empty net. So, meanwhile, at Paisley, St Mirren were 2 up against Hearts. Oh, I, would, I don't want to talk about this game. And it looked like that Hearts, it was all over in terms of Europe. However, two goals, plus a Peter Haring sending off. We'll get to that in VRWTF as well. It means that I don't it, talk about this. it's not quite over yet. Lauren Shankland scoring the penalty in what the 95th minute or something like that. Yeah, and it still gives Hearts a wee glimmer of hope when it comes to finishing in third place. But that Lauren Shankland goal does that give Hearts a big bounce going into the game against Aberdeen on Saturday at Tynecastle, which is going to be huge. It's going to be unreal. Half past twelve, Tynecastle on Saturday, under the lights. <laughs> Don't start that nonsense again. What do you mean? I do think that that penalty will give us the boost going into that game that we're not out of it. If we beat Aberdeen, it's down to two points and they've still got to go to Parkhead and play Celtic. You've still got to go to Ibrox and play Rangers. Right, don't ruin my morning. (laughs) It it was a chance miss for Hearts, that's for sure. I mean, I was getting to the point in the game between Aberdeen and Hibs, I wanted Hibs to win that game to close the gap to four. I know that Hibs would have jumped ahead of us, but we've still got Hibs to play um, Tynecastle in the last round of fixtures. I watched the highlights of that game and I thought Hearts were awful in that first half. That was back to Robbie Nielsen days. We were really, really poor. 
St Mirren thoroughly deserved to be in front and well done to Stephen Robinson and well done to St Mirren for getting in the top six but they battered us in that first half second half we played a bit better he made a couple of changes there's an issue there I, I, we, we, we seem to lack fight and I don't know why we're lacking fight St Mirren battered us they bullied us and we're up for the fight and we were not and that's really strange to say that as a Hearts fan because Hearts over the years whether we're up against the big boys or whoever we're never shirking a fight yet we seem to not have the heart or the fight for St Mirren a couple of questions where were Hearts on the table when Robbie Nielsen got sacked Uh, we were third third right and where are Hearts now Uh, we're fourth fourth right okay then it's still in our own hands. But it's an uphill. You, well, you, why you why did you do a, this? Why did you do this? Because... No, because... Do, um, but why you, do you... You're every, trying to get a bite. You're trying to upset everything me. You're trying to annoy there. me. Because I wanted Robbie Nielsen out, you're trying to, you're trying to suggest no. that getting rid of Robbie Nielsen was a mistake. That's what you're suggesting. Well, the evidence would suggest that, isn't it? Well, it's not because the season's not over yet. But it was... You were in third place. You were actually clear in third place when you sacked Robbie Nielsen and now you're... Five points adrift from that, that's, place. That, that's like saying getting rid of Brendan Rodgers was a mistake because Leicester still find themselves in the bottom three. I think it was a mistake to get rid of Brendan Rodgers, to be honest with you. But they're still in the bottom three. When they got rid of Brendan Rodgers, they were in the bottom three. We were on the slide. We were playing really poor. Yeah, but you were, we, you we, were still third and we, now we, you're fourth. We needed to change, and I think the change was right. But you were third and now, now you're fourth. Whether or not we finish third is irrelevant. Robbie Nielsen was never going to be the manager for the start of next season. We were always going to be getting rid of Robbie Nielsen because the football we were playing was a mess. The was, it, was, it much, was, it, was it much better on Saturday? It was poor. I just said that. The first half was awful. It was, it was, so, it was, made, so if anything, it's made the situation worse. Because if the football's still poor, you're still playing poorly, and now you're actually worse on the table than where you were when Robbie Nielsen left, surely that, that makes it a, a poor the, decision. I, I said at the time there are issues there, and the players are also have to carry the can for some of the results in the performances, like what we saw on Saturday in Paisley in that first half. But it's still within our grasp, and I do believe we'll beat Aberdeen on Saturday, and we'll close that gap to two points. You still need to go to Ibrox and win, and you still need to beat Hibs in the last day as well. Hibs could could also still be in the mix as well. Hibs are good, and they're playing well. We need St Mirren to do us a favour at Pataudry. I said this a couple of weeks ago and you were like, nah, 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 it'll be fine, it'll be fine. No, because I expected us to have beaten St Mirren on Wait, Saturday. That's why I if, thought... If, if Hearts don't win on Saturday, it's curtains. Yeah? Are you going with that? Oh, we're done. That's it. The season's over. Season's over. It'll be about finishing fourth. That's what it'll be. We'll be in a battle with Hibs to finish fourth because then third they'll be gone. Aberdeen will get that. Not a problem. We have to win. And because on the Wednesday, we're away to Rangers... And Aberdeen play St Mirren at Pataudry. And in the final day of the season, we are at home at Hibs and Aberdeen are away to Celtic. So they'll lose that. That's why we need to keep it to two points or even three points going into that final round of fixtures because we've got a better goal difference. I think it's a long shot. Let me say this right now. I think it's a long shot that we finish third. But You've changed your tune. You were very confident that Hearts were going to finish third. Yeah, I was before St Mirren. I don't know where that first half performance came from. Before we played St Mirren, I was confident we were going to win, and we didn't. Could you have just kept Robbie Nielsen to the end oh, of the shut season? Shut up, move on, go to the next game. Why? Because you're doing my boxing. No, but... I, you, I don't, I'm, I'm, do I'm you presenting what? you with clear I, evidence here I, that... I don't live in the past. 
Right, I'm looking forward now. Right, I'm very much looking down the track and not what's behind me. Do you me. not want to learn from your mistakes, though? The car crash that's behind me, it's behind me. It's gone. It's finished, and we're moving on. And we're going to have a new manager in place for next season. It's right? not going to be Stephen Naismith. No, it won't be. Not a chance will it be Stephen Naismith in a million years. Even if he gets us into third position, it will not be Stephen e- Naismith. Even if he gets into third position, it's not Stephen Naismith. It cannot be Stephen Naismith. Why I not? will be raging if it's Stephen Naismith because he's not ready. It's as simple as that. I don't trust him to rebuild that squad. You should reappoint Robbie Nielsen in the <laughs> summer. I mean, he'll get you into third next season. He needs what? to go f- himself. <laughs> you can beat that. Are you going to get anyone better than Shut Robbie up. Nielsen? Never finished below third. Shut up. We've done, we've done Simmering versus Hearts. Move on. There's still a lot to play for, right? And let's just see what happens at the end of the season. Who's, got, who's going to have the last laugh? I would make Robbie Nielsen the favourite for the job in the summer. I mean, if you look at his track record... He had Hearts in third before he got sacked as Dundee well. United versus Ross County, bottom six games. Okay, we'll move on to the bottom six then, since you want to. So, yeah, let's start at Tanadice. It was probably the game of the weekend. Everyone looking at it thinking, Dundee United, you know they're at home. I know they got beat by St. Johnston the week before. And then Ross County turn up, and more importantly, Jordan White turns up and scores a hat-trick and lifts Ross County off the bottom of the table. They are now 11th on 33 points. Dundee United dropped to the bottom on 31 Dundee United first half were a bit unlucky. Certainly the second goal from Ross County was against the runny play. Dundee United were the better team. In the first half, yes. The first half and the start of the second half, they Mm -hmm. were the better team. I don't know how Dundee United have lost that game. They were easily the better team. They battered Ross County. And against the runny play, Ross County scored their second goal. When it went to 1-1, there was only one winner, and that was Dundee United. How they've lost that game is beyond me. I think Jim Goodwin and the players will be looking at themselves this morning and going, when they go through the video footage of that game, they did everything right apart from score. And the three goals that Jordan White scored, I mean, I could have scored them with my eyes closed. I mean, they were tap-ins. I don't know. Like, I, I thought the, 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 second, the second goal was actually a very nice finish. So he dinked it over the keeper. I thought it was a really nice finish. It was a scramble. It was a sclaff cross and then he dinked it over the goalkeeper. I thought it was a It was nice just finish. a poor goal all round defensively for Dundee United. I thought they were unlucky, so I still wouldn't rule them out because I thought they played really, really well. They've lost their last two matches. I know, um, and there's still three games to go and they're still within touching distance, so I wouldn't rule them out yet. And I do hope... Oh, no. And I do hope they, they stay in the division because Dundee are coming up. So, yeah, come on, Jim Goodwin. Come on, Dundee United. Get your act together. and I th- See if they were to get four points. Mm-hmm. Out of their last three games, that might just be enough to keep them up. Oh, I don't know. Do you not think 35 points will be enough with three games to go? No, I don't think so. I think they need to win at least two of their matches. You think they need two out of the three they need to win? I think they definitely need to beat Livingston on Saturday. Yeah. If they don't beat Livingston on Saturday, because Kilmarnock, they're at home to St Johnston. Kilmarnock's home form has been excellent this season. So you wouldn't bet against them getting three points. So that would put them on 37. Above St Johnston. Above St Johnston, aye. Ross County are away to Motherwell, which will be tough. But Ross County have won the last two matches. If they no, win, let's just say if Ross they win, they'll be up to thirty six. Right, if Dundee United don't win, they'll be five points adrift with two games to go. Let's and just, they'll be pretty much let's, done. Let's just say Ross County draw against Motherwell because Motherwell are playing really well just now. Let's say there's a draw there at Firth Park. That puts Ross County on thirty four. 
34 And if Dundee United Beat Livingston That puts Dundee United On 34 And if Kilmarnock Beat St um, St Johnson St Johnson That puts Kilmarnock On 37 And St Johnson On 36 Right so it's still Very much play for Down to the last two games If those results go that way I do think it's a must win For United on Saturday Otherwise they're needing snookers There is a situation Where if Ross County Kilmarnock Both win then Dundee United will be five points adrift with two games to go and then it will be current. It'll be done, yeah. It's so done. It's, um, done. it's a huge game on Saturday against Livingston. They do need to bounce by. Livingston, by the way, uh, are on their holidays because they got beat 2-0 by Kilmarnock on Saturday. Vassell and Armstrong uh, rounding off up from the penalty spot as well. So Kelly, big important win for them. They still have two home matches out their last three games. If they win them both, they'll be fine, won't they? 100%. Even four points is enough for them and they'll be fine. I'm just looking at Livingston though. They've lost eight of their last 11 and they've not scored in seven of those games. So there's obviously going to be a lot of changes in the summer at Livingston. The likes of Nicky Devlin will be leaving. Looks like uh, Joe Nubley will be leaving as well. There's been strong rumours. He's got any Hibs. Uh, linking him with Hibs. And a couple of other players look like they're heading out the door as well. Devlin's got any Hearts or Aberdeen? Livingston, big rebuild in the summer. David Martindale, he's shown he's a, he's a decent manager, decent coach. Think he's good enough to keep them up next season? He'll still be there next season? He'll be there next season, but I think this is the beginning of the end of Livingston in the Premier League. I think it is. I think there are issues there. That recent record of theirs is awful. They're going to lose some key players as well. And I think David Martindale has already given us an insight into the problems he's going to face next season when he said in a media conference that he'd approached and sat down with three players in the championship, not the championship in England, but the championship in Scotland, and each of those players rejected Livingston. And they're in the championship in Scotland and they rejected Livingston. That's a worry. So David Martindale is is saying to all the fans, all three of them, <laughs> right, and to the media, we're going to struggle next year. That's what I think it sounds like. Well, they're struggling already. I mean, they're totally fine. They're not going to get dragged into anything, obviously. But another poor result for Livingston on Saturday. Elsewhere, another poor result for St Johnston. Despite beating Dundee United last week, they were at home again this week, and they lost 2-0 at home to Motherwell. Kevin Van Veen scoring again from the penalty spot, and uh, Mandron getting his first ever goal in the Scottish Premiership, and uh, rounding off pretty decent running form for Motherwell. They're good. They're going, to, well. they're going to finish in seventh place, uh, I think, quite easily, to be honest with you. They're on 43 points. Livingston are on 42. Now, St. Johnson have got two away games coming up, and then they finish their season at home to Livingston. Do you think a win at home to Livingston will be enough for St. Johnson? 39 points that would put them on. I think it probably would be. I think they need to win one of their last three games and I think they'll be fine. They were lucky to beat Dundee United last week 1-0. Again, Dundee United were the better side and they were also down to 10 men and then Stephen Fletcher had a shot that hit the crossbar in the last minute in that game. So they got lucky that day. Their luck ran out on Saturday losing to Motherwell. It'll depend on what Livingston turns up. It could be Livingston players playing for the future. Who knows? St. Johnson not a great side. If they were to get anything against Livingston in their final home game of the season, then they should be fine. But what about Kettlewell? What a job he's done at Motherwell since he's come in. Done a great job, wasn't it? Yeah. And see if if your name's Kettlewell. Do you change it? I don't think so, no. I don't think I keep the name Kettlewell. I don't want to be known as Ewan Kettlewell. There was a... Stuart Kettlewell. I mean, I'm, I'm changing that by deed poll. Really? I don't think it's that bad. Kettlewell? Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Well, I would, I, if I had a name like Kettlewell, I would change it. 
Um, who else is in Scottish football whose name I would change? Martindale. I'm changing Martindale. Why? I don't like the name. <laughs> you, it's just that sort of normal you and, name. You and Martindale. You and Martindale. Nah, I'm changing that to Seavers. There was a. Uh, there was somebody. <laughs> you, uh, you and Seavers. I knew somebody from back home, and their second name was Boggan. See, I, that, I'm not keeping that name. Yeah. That's 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 not happening. You and Boggan. You and Boggan. You would change it. Yeah, totally. My my um a whole Well to be fair, there is actually like people might not know this, but there's a lot of people who work in radio and that's not their real name. No, no. Gary Spence? That's not Gary his... Spence is his real name. Is it his name? But I can tell you that Gary Spence wanted to change his name when he was younger. I told you this before. <laughs> I absolutely slaughter him for this all the time. He wanted to change his name to Sammy Joe Spence. <laughs> and he's like, folk would remember that. And I'm like, yes, for the wrong no reasons. Reason. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. He but looked at Connie's name. You wouldn't change your name to Gary Spence, though, would you? Like, you wouldn't change your name to Stephen Mill, either. Like, they're no. not exactly sexy names. Yeah, but why didn't you change it to a showbizy name for radio? Because Stephen Mill doesn't really ring off the sort of like um, off the top. Yeah, because I get Stephen Mills all the time. I get Stephen Milne all the time. What's that thing you do with your tongue? Roll, roll off the tongue. Stephen Mill. Nah. See, you think of a radio jingle. Stephen Mill. Nah, does it work? Does it work? Do you know my sister? She got married to a guy. Right, he's a lovely guy. Don't get me wrong. Got on really well with him. Been part of the family for twenty odd years or something. Celtic season ticket holder goes every single week with his dad and his second name is Sugden. My sister is Kelly Sugden and I begged her before she got married, keep Cameron. <laughs> Just keep Cameron. Do not become a Sugden. Who's because it? it's that an not something for Coronation name. Street, Molly Sugden? But it's just terrible. Sugden. Yeah. Can you imagine that? You and Sugden. Stephen Sugden. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that name needs to die out. Well, the, the, the and, name... And, and, and my nieces... Abby Sugden, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Chloe Sugden. How good would it have been if it was Abby Cameron, Chloe Cameron? Cameron's a great name. He should have changed his name to Cameron. To Cameron, Peter Cameron. Yeah, Sugden. It's not his fault. That's that, that's very harsh. Like it's nobody's fault what they're called. Yeah, but you can do something about it. There's a thing called deep pole, and you could have changed his name. Okay, Sugden. So you think Stuart Kettlewell should change his name now? Aye. It's not very sexy, is it? So to Stuart Cameron. Cameron's quite nice. Uh, Seavers. Stuart, he could change his name to Stuart Mill, and then that would be the same name as my dad. But so he dad's Stuart, is he? Yeah, exactly. What other name could he change it to? What's, uh, what's... It's actually quite hard think of, thinking of a name for yourself, because you've always, obviously, like... What name would you like to have been? Well, if that, you were Mill? I don't know. I honestly don't know. If somebody said to you in showbiz lands, right, you cannot be a Hollywood actor with a name like Mill. We're going to have to find you a different name. Because it's like, you know, Emily Sandy, her real name is Adele, but she didn't want to be confused with the other Adele. Uh-huh. So she changed, well, you, she, at, she changed her name to Emily. And there's also there's, uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry's name is actually Katie Hudson. Is it? I didn't know already, that. There's already a Kate Hudson. That's right. Obviously. Uh-huh. So she changed her name to Katy Perry. Calvin Harris is not called Calvin Harris. He's called Adam something. Adam Levine. Oh, no, that's Maroon 5. singer in Maroon 5. So his name's Adam something. And he decided that Calvin Harris would be a, a better name for him. So there you go. It's, it's, it's hard coming up with a name. Stephen Cruz. Stephen Cruz. That's a great name. I mean, it's, you probably find that in porn. 
I, if I was going down if, that if, route, if, if I went onto Pornhub and went into search engine Stephen Cruz, I could, I could, I could quite happily, not quite happily, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but you'd probably find a Stephen Cruz on Pornhub. Yeah, there would be a compilation. Yeah, of Stephen Cruz. Stephen Cruz performing. <laughs> uh, Stephen Pitt. Pitt, nah. No, having that Stephen Seagal. Oh, there's already one out yeah. there. Stephen Butler. From Gerard Butler. Yeah. What's his real name? His name's not Gerard Butler, is it? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest can you, with you. Pr- can you Google that for us, please, Producer Chris? Yeah. Gerard Butler's not his real name. Definitely not. Gerard James Butler. Gerard James Butler. Oh, is, is, it, is it Butler? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what is the most searched term on Pornhub in Scotland? What do you think it is? <laughs> well, after this, it'll be Stephen Cruz. I would imagine... <laughs> <laughs> People at Pornhub will be like, who's this Stephen Cruz guy they keep going on about? Like, well, well, they're, they're sat there in Canada at the Pornhub HQ going, why is there so many people let, let's, searching let's Stephen to, Cruz? Let's get to that in just a wee second, but I do want to talk about the playoffs, if that's okay. Can you search that for me, mate? Yeah. What's, what's the most... No. <laughs> on your phone, not on the computer, do it on your phone. Don't, don't pretend you don't. Right. Producer Chris, go and search that for me. Why do we start talking about names? Because you don't well. like Kettlewell. Well. So anyway, like let's move on to the playoffs then. And yes, we'll start with the Premiership playoffs. Friday night it was a cruise for Partick Thistle, speaking of. And uh, you'll find a compilation of the goals online, not on Pornhub though, although it was a pumping. It was Queen's Park <laughs> nil, Partick Thistle 4. So it was Partick Thistle 8-3 on aggregate. And their next games are Friday nights. It's Partick Thistle versus Air United, 19th of May. And then we've got Air United versus Partick Thistle, the return leg, the week after that as well. So that's going to be an interesting tie. Big, big supports at both games for these, I would imagine. And both teams will fancy their chances. Partick Thistle, Air United. Oh, it's a good game, that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I think that Partick Thistle, who have what scored, was it eight goals now in their last two games? Yep. Got momentum. Playing really well, and Air United have clearly had their feet up and maybe played a couple of bounce games. It's nothing like playing a competitive game. I don't think they'll have had their feet up. But you know what I mean? They'll have had had a rest. Aye, but there's Partick Thistle who are actually playing games and they're keeping the momentum going. No, No team who's ever finished fourth has... A, ever got through to the semi-finals, so Partick Thistle are the first team to ever do that. Okay. So therefore, secondly, no team that's finished fourth has ever even got to the final, never mind get promoted. Uh-huh. So I think the games catch up on you eventually. I think they beat Air United over two legs. Okay. I think that the final might be one step too far, but I think they beat Air United based on what I've been watching the last two games. I think they're very good. Some good football. And with Graham up front, they've got goals on their team, as they've already proved, scored an eight against Queen's Park, who are only finished in third spot behind them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought it was um, a very, 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 very good performance. So that is the first game on Friday night. It's at Fur Hill. Then the following week is at Somerset Park. In terms of the League One playoffs, in fact, no, the Championship playoffs, we'll go to them obviously next. It finished Airdrie 6, Falkirk 2, and then of course it finished Falkirk 0, Airdrie 1. So 7-2 on aggregate. So Ewan, remember a few months ago when you were giving it, oh, if Falkirk get to the Scottish Cup final and they get promoted through the playoffs, they'll have had a better season than Dunfermline. So now that both of those things have not come true, would you say who's had the better season now, do you think? Ewan? Well, it's clearly Dunfermline. Dunfermline have had the better yeah. season. I know yeah, you've been saying that all year, Yeah, but it was still very much in Falkirk's hands 
to make it a brilliant season and it's turned out to be a pretty poor season it's been a terrible season an absolutely terrible season I mean, they've to, been to, they, to, they got to be 7-2 on aggregate by Airdrie that's embarrassing I mean that that's a proper pumping I mean there's no doubt about it and the Dunfermline sort of the uh, Falkirk fans who turned up on Saturday uh, were gone where about 20 minutes to go in that game I mean the place emptied great times and John really McGlynn, lots of questions will be asked of him and his uh, manage, management role at the, at the club. So I just wonder yeah. if there'll be a change there. But we were speaking to John McAnally earlier, who's a Falkirk fan. And He's he, been on this podcast before. Yes, yeah. and he thinks that they should stick with John McGlynn. They can't I, I think they should change. as well. I think they should give him a 10-year <laughs> contract. <laughs> I would be like, John, we don't want you going anywhere. Uh-huh. You have done a cracking job. Uh, Hamilton uh, beating Aloha. Uh, five three on aggregate. What, uh, what, a game. what a mental game that was! Alloa were two 0 up, uh, or uh, sorry, they were a goal up, and then Hamilton somehow managed to score what four goals in eight minutes or something like what that. What a turnaround, though! And uh, managed to win five three on aggregate. So, uh, so did you th- see the video online of the Hamilton fans giving the board a hard time, and then eight minutes later they were celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, what happens that's 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 the, the joy of football you never know what's around the corner and as Brian Clough once said famously it takes a second to score a goal mm-hmm. Airdrie versus Hamilton the first leg of that is on Wednesday night and, Airdrie and then Hamilton versus Airdrie the return leg Airdrie it's quarter past five on Saturday night it must be on BBC Alaba I think that's why it's uh, those funny kickoff times finally League 1 playoffs Annan 6 Dumbarton nil the first leg so it was over before Saturday it was a goal that's drawn Saturday so Annan progressed to the final against Clyde who managed to squeak past East Fife after extra time on Friday night so Annan versus Clyde first leg at Annan on Tuesday night and then Friday night is Clyde versus Annan uh, in the return leg Annan Annan have never been in League One before. This is the this is the furthest they've got. So. Well, they're about to experience it. Okay, well done to Annan. According, so get your money on Clyde and uh, League Two playoffs. It was one one between the Spartans and Albion Rovers on Saturday. The second leg is on Saturday at three o'clock at Clifton Hill. So right. Um, more importantly, producer Chris, um, I should do some research on what are the most um, searched for things on Pornhub in Scotland. There was a story in the Daily Mail not that long ago, and I can't remember what it is. So, what's the most searched thing on Pornhub in Scotland? Do you want a guess oh. I don't think we do want to guess <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do to be honest with you it's actually very straightforward it's Scottish just Scottish so people are wanting to know if they recognise anyone in the videos <laughs> that's exactly what that is by the way the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron what would you do is that um, <laughs> I recognise her before <laughs> Is that him who... Is he working Tungsons? Like, is he working in Tungsons? Is that... I recognise that. What, what would I've you seen do, that before. What would you do if one of your pals turned up on an, an adult website and he hadn't told you about it? It and, would be the most hilarious thing that had ever happened in the world, obviously. Would you let him know that you'd seen it? 100%. I'd would be you? like, yes, of if, course. If, yeah, he was, like, if he was living what a... What are you doing? Well, I can see what you're doing. But like, you know, like... <laughs> if he was living a secret life... Yeah. ...in the adult industry and you found out about it... That would be hilarious. You would tell him, I. Yes. Aye. I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> Could you watch it? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. No, I like, but I'd be like, but 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 you'd have, yeah, you I'd, I'd have to watch to it. Reckon, to recognise him, I to recognise him. Yeah, aye. exactly. So, but then as soon as you recognise him, you turn it off. Oh yes. Would you be disgusted? Otherwise, otherwise, that would be a bit weird. Would you be disgusted? Well, 
Because it's your pal. Each to their own. Yeah, I know I each to their own, but because it's your pal and he hasn't told you, do you feel like that he's... Um... No, but I would understand why he hadn't told me. Because, All right. you know. Okay. Like, would you tell me if you had a secret sort of like... Adult life. Yeah. You can have the secret adult life because there are people who um, do go onto these websites but wear a mask and you right. don't know who they are. I are, you could, try, I, are you trying to tell I, me something? I, here, I, here. I could be one of those masked individuals. You could be. You could be. Uh, absolutely terrifying thought for everyone involved. But, right. you, but you might recognise me because of my lovely hands. Yes, well, that's true. You do have nice hands. And my elbows. I've got yeah. nice elbows. I've got smooth elbows. You know how most people have got like rough skin on their elbows? I don't. Can I feel them? Give me your elbows over. This is the right way there. Because normally elbows are quite rough. Oh, well, they're, they're good. Yeah. You've got good elbows. Yeah. Chris, come here, producer Chris. Mine are really rough. You've got rough elbows. Oh, aye. Yeah, you're disgusting. Yeah. Well done, Stephen. Do you moisturise your elbows? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah okay. Natural. Um, talking of big gongs, it was the PFA Scotland Awards <laughs> last night. <laughs> Let's get you and Cameron's thoughts on these. Uh, so on. the Premiership Player of the Year is Kyogo, finishing ahead of Kevin Van Veen and Cal McGregor and Rio Hatati. I'm going to be controversial here. No, it's yeah. not like you. He's been outstanding, right? And he scored a lot of goals. And he scored a lot of big goals as well. I think he's a great player. My vote would have gone for Cal McGregor, personally. He ran Celtic. He was the key to everything that was good for Celtic. He won it last year. Right. Well, he should have won it this year, in my opinion. I thought Callum McGregor was a rock. He's solid. He's the driving force for everything that's good about Celtic. But I'd also throw into the equation Van Veen. I thought when you play for a club that's in the bottom six and you score that amount of goals, should he not be the player of the year? Because he's done it in a team that doesn't create as many chances, that is that is fighting had been fighting relegation what a what what a story that is yeah i mean yes celtic have won the league and they create the most chances because they've got the bigger budgets they've got the better players so you can expect that to happen i thought what van veen has done this year has been outstanding and for me it would have been callum mcgregor then van veen ahead of who won it which is kiego kiogo Kiogo. Uh, I, I I thought so. McGregor, Van Veen, and then Kiogo. 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 Uh, and uh, Hatati has had a great season as well. Yes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think Hatati has been outstanding in that midfield. But that's thanks to McGregor as well, who he plays alongside. I love McGregor. I think he's a a, a wonder. He's a brilliant role model, a fantastic captain, and an outstanding footballer. He's not only done it. For Celtic, he's also done it for Scotland as well. So for me, he is, for me, the player of the year. The young player of the year was Malik Tillman. Don't agree with that at all. He I was really up against Matt O'Reilly from Celtic. Charlie Riley from Albion Rovers, who's had a cracking season. I think he's signed with Dundee now. And Leo Labada, who won it last year. I don't know who should have won it. Because I'm not impressed by any of them on that list. You're not impressed with Charlie Riley, who I've not watched. Scored, I've not watched enough of Albion Rovers. Twenty odd goals for Albion. You've just said that Kevin Van Veen probably should have won it. Yeah, because I've watched Van Veen every week. Well, no, but I'm giving you the same. He fits the same criteria. He scored twenty odd goals in League Two for Albion Rovers, who are bottom of the league. So surely deserves credit for scoring that amount of goals for a team that's yeah, fighting against relegation. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure 
Malik, for me, Malik Tillman, no. He had a couple of good moments. Mal- Malik Tillman, I think, is a good player and I think there is potential there. But was he consistently the best young player of the season? You'd probably say no. And I would probably go, if, if that's the case, you'd probably go with Matt O'Reilly. Because did he not play in every single game for Celtic this year? He's taken part in every single league game for Celtic this year. The only outfield player to do so. For Celtic? For Celtic, yeah. Even more than Callum McGregor? Yeah, McGregor got sent off earlier in the season. I was right, injured okay. for a bit as well. Yeah, that was a strange one for me. I mean, he's been good. He scored some good goals as well. But okay. I thought I, I didn't think he even turned up in any of the big games. Manager of the year, Ange Postacoglu. He beat off competition from Darren Young, who won the league with Sterling Albion. James McPake, who won the league with Dunfermline. And Stephen Robinson, who got St Mirren into the top six for the first time ever. Thoughts, you and Cameron? Could be controversial here. Nah, it's not like you. James McPake. What a season he's had. One defeat. Dunfermline have lost one game in the league all season. One defeat. And then you look at the job that Stephen Robinson has done at St Mirren. I mean, that is a remarkable job. That's fairy tale stuff. Every single pundit in the, in the country thought that they were going to get relegated. If not relegation, they were going to be 11th and in the playoffs. Nobody gave them a chance. And there they are, and fighting out in the top six and with a chance to get into Europe. And let's just say that they do get themselves into Europe. What a season that would be. Now, Ange Postacoglu, I've raved about him all season I think he's an outstanding football manager love the way that he plays the game love the way that he conducts himself in the media as well he doesn't give a shit and he calls it as he sees it love the guy right but he has a massive budget a huge budget that he can go and get the best players that the likes of your James McPakes and your Stephen Robinsons would love to have they're all playing with one hand tied behind their back the other managers I understand why Postacoglu will get it because they are going to win a treble. But I think there's a strong case for Stephen Robinson and James McPake. So, yes, while I agree to play devil's advocate, is there anything more that Ange Postacoglu can do to win an award like this? I think you, I think if, do, you, if you if you win the treble, then... It's your manager of the year. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right on that. I think if you can't get manager of the year if you just win the league. Because well, 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 last, last season he won it ahead of like Dick Campbell. Dick Campbell should have won it last year. I mean, what he did in the championship was unbelievable. He'd get them within minutes of getting into the Premier League was unbelievable. But I think if you win the treble, you can't look beyond Ange Postacoglu. And by the way, Darren Young, cracking job at Stirling Albion as well. Yes. They were a bit of a mess when he took over. Yeah, so uh, winning the league with Stirling Albion, impressive as well. And as you say, I, I guess if you're, you're not getting nominated for an award like this if you've had a bad season. No. Like they're, they're all deservedly nominated, Correct. I think. But Ange Postacoglu won it. Uh, goal of the season. I can't believe this. Is Jota for his cannot dink against this. Rangers. Cannot believe this. How, how was that voted? It was a public vote. Right, so the Celtic fans and all their message boards, all their forums, vote for this, vote for this, vote for that. Those sorts of that, those sorts of things shouldn't happen, especially when it comes to goal of the season. That should be done by former players. They should all sit in a room and look at all the goals and make a decision based on the goals that are in front of them. Of course, you're going to pick Jota if you're a Celtic fan. So these things shouldn't go to the public vote. The goal of the season. Without a shadow of doubt, it's Stephen Humphreys. Mark O'Hara against Rangers. No, it wasn't. The volley. Yeah. In the top corner. Great goal. 
It's not better than Stephen Humphreys. Amazing technique. Who better than Stephen, Stephen Humphreys was taking a goal kick effectively. Just hitting the ball as hard as he could. Well, he's wrong foot. Yeah. And it went into the back of the net. Yeah. From from his own half. Yeah. You're telling me that's not goal of the season? No. Then Ma- 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 then Mark O'Hara uh, was definitely goal I, of the season. I think that you, Stephen Mill, should become Stephen Cruz and move to Pornhub <laughs> because you're talking bullshit. You'd need to just give up talking about football right just now. Go, just if you so, think that O'Hara's goal is better than Humphreys... It's a technically much far superior goal. Shut up. It is, though. Is it, is it, Stephen is Humphreys it, just hit uh, the ball as hard it, as he could. Is it better than Jota's? Yeah. Right, I, see, I love the Jota goal. It's a great goal. Right, because the build-up to it, and it's in a huge game, and he dinks it over them from an angle. What's the huge game got to do with anything? It's a huge game. It's The pressure's on. It's it's, it's the magnitude of the think, game. He's not thinking about that when he's running through. No, but I'm talking about the game and, 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 and everything that goes with it. But the, the passing and the movement uh, that led to the goal, excellent, brilliant finish. Don't get me wrong, it's probably top three, but it's not the goal of the season. It's so, Marco Hara that's goal of the season, obviously. What, what I would say is that the PFN need to change the rules on that and stop allowing the fans to decide what is goal of the season. I thought you were all about giving fans the voice. Fans the most not important for that. thing. Not, not for that. Not for, they don't deserve a voice for because, that, no. Because Jota's won it for the, for, for, because Celtic fans have voted more than any other fan. Well, no, I, I mean, I agree with you because obviously Marco Hara should have won it because it was an absolutely un- unbelievable goal. If Malik Tillman's goal against Motherwell Duke's dink Which is a brilliant goal Still not as good as Marco Harris Marco Harris goal You think Marco Harris goal yep. Is the goal of the season I do yeah. It beats Duke It beats Humphreys It beats Tillman yep. It beats Jota Yep absolutely Tavernier's free kick against Celtic Free kicks Come on there's you, te- You're not, you're not there's getting free kicks There's technical ability in that Yeah but I to mean To get up and down I totally, I, I agree with From that. From the distance, but you, can, you, you can't give goal of the season to a free kick. <laughs> you can't give a goal of the season it's to a, a free kick. It's a goal. I know it's, it's a, a goal. goal. It's a technically good goal. Oh, but you can't give it to a free kick. You can't give goal of the season to a free Why kick. Why are you giving it to O'Hara then? Because it was a technically superb goal that I haven't seen that level of scored anywhere else so therefore it's a goal of the season Shut it's a goal of the season <laughs> St Mirren fans will be agreeing with me oh my god and you talk some bull by the way and it's anyone a good goal anyone it's, who knows what they're talking about knows that it was Marco Hara it's top five but it's definitely not top three you were just saying a free kick was one of the goals of the season how can you have a free kick as a goal of the season no, like I, it's a free hit no, no, what I, about a penalty a penalty goal of the season oh I hit that penalty really well like I mean come on Come on. You're just being daft now. I'm not being daft. So, uh, anyway, what other ones did we have last night at the PFA? So, we also had Alex Ferguson getting a special merit award. Championship player of the year was Dippo Akinyemi beating Dom Thomas, Grant Savory, and Paul McMullen. League One player of the year was Callum Gallagher ahead of Kyle Benedictus, the captain of the title winning side there. And uh, Matty Todd, who's had an amazing season, and Rudy Payton, actually, who scored more goals uh, than Callum Gallagher in League 1 this season so that's that's a good one and uh, uh, League 2 Player of the Year Charlie Riley as we mentioned he was up for Young Player of the Year and that rounds it off let's do this very quickly right VR WTF let's go through them where would you like to start Ranger Celtic okay. Connor Goldson handball in the box he's falling onto his arm the ball strikes it's not a penalty Loads of these examples in England and Spain and Italy. It's not a penalty. Move on. Ah, well, we know that Connor Goldson can use his hands in the box without any sort of. <laughs> I mean, he, he's become a sort of like sweeper keeper this season. So, uh, just another example for uh, Connor Goldson there. Um, St. Mirren versus Hearts. So, 
Let's go straight to the red card for Peter Haring. A tackle on goal of the season should have won Mark O'Hara. Uh, VAR checked it and confirmed it as a straight red card. I've got to be careful what I say here. That is one of the worst decisions of the year. And we've had some horrendous decisions made by Scottish referees in this country. He scythes down Mark O'Hara. Scythes down. It's a yellow card. It's Mark O'Hara's. Basically, you'd, I mean, the thing is, you can't give Mark O'Hara any space at all. He, he was probably going to score with his next touch. <laughs> what, from inside the heart's half? From, from inside the heart's half. He just flicked it up and headed it in or something. <laughs> um, such is his talent for scoring amazing goals. Aye, right, okay. Um, I, I mean, I've seen, I mean, we've discussed on this show throughout the season some horrendous decisions from referees. That was poor. I mean, the referee runs over as if. Haring has actually halved Mark O'Hara as if he has just broken his leg. He couldn't get the red card out of his pocket quick enough. He basically tripped the boy from inside his it own was half. A, I would say it was a cynical challenge. Doesn't matter. No, no, no. It was a cynical challenge, which was a yellow card. Oh, Man City are the are the are the chiefs are the kings when it comes to the cynical challenge to stop the breakaway they are superb at the cynical challenge it's a yellow card it's a yellow and, card and they all know it's a yellow card but do, you my think issue, Hearts, do you think Hearts will win the appeal? 100% my biggest my biggest issue here is right the referee has gone over and he's given the red card bar right you're going to do the right thing here aren't you because you're going to look and you go well hold on a minute it's not as bad as he probably thinks it is. Go and have a look at that again, will you? Because I think that's a yellow. VAR agreed with the referee. What a load of pish that is. Uh, the Hearts penalty as well, confirmed by VAR. Bobby Madden was on Sports Sound at the weekend. He said it wasn't a penalty. Oh, he's talking rubbish. But the pundits on Sports Scene said it was. 100% a penalty. Shoved him in the back. The elbow comes out and it actually pushes him and he's running at yeah. pace for the ball. Why he's actually using his elbow to push Janelle is another thing. Again, <laughs> Bobby Madden and his opinion that it's not a penalty just tells you everything you need to know about Scottish officials just now. They are useless. They've not got a clue. Let's move on to Aberdeen versus Hibs. So Josh Campbell... Oh, it's an interesting one. Wee bit lucky. Very high boot. On Liam Scales Got there, yellow carded There was a Kilmarnock player That got sent off For a similar challenge yep, Against exactly. Hibs at Easter Road And he didn't really make Any contact with the Hibs player mm -hmm. But he was sent off For dangerous play In the first half And if that is deemed A red card Then that one has to be red mm -hmm. Unless they've learned From their mistakes And they thought Right maybe it's I don't know I mean the, the lack of I consistency thought he was a, I thought he was a lucky boy Oh I thought he was a, a lucky boy as well Again it's the lack of consistency again And again VAR what were you doing? Well a couple of incidents in the penalty First of all the penalty Which it hits off Coulson's arm I think we can all agree it was a penalty It's a goal if it's not hitting his arm Exactly so for that reason it is a penalty But then Kelly Roos Is he off his line? Yes When he saves the penalty? Yes 100% he's off his line Again What are the referees doing? What is VAR doing? The the first thing that VAR have to do Once the penalty is taken Is one Look for encroachment From the players running in In case there's a save and a rebound The second thing a referee needs to look at Is whether or not The, the goalkeeper's come off his line Kelly Roos has come off his line So he gets an advantage there That penalty should have been retaken Referees and VAR Had an absolute shocker at the weekend and we've still got more to go through. We still have more to go through. Dundee United versus Ross County. The penalty for Dundee United, which was scored by Jamie McGrath. Uh, Josh Sims 
handball. Yeah, I think it's a penalty. I think they've got that one right. Do you think they've got that right? I think they got that right. I know yeah. there was a bit of a... There was a bit of debate around it. Yeah. I think they've got it right. I think it was, on the whole, probably just about right. Mm-hmm. St. Johnson versus Motherwell. So Motherwell got the penalty. Um, yeah, Constantine tripping O'Donnell. I mean, it was soft, but again, I think he stripped him. Okay, and finally, Jason Holt handball in the Kelly Livingston game. His hand was raised in the air, but he yeah. was turning away from the ball, Doesn't given matter. after a VAR check. As soon as your hand's in the air, that's it done. Do you see the one with Leeds versus um, Newcastle at the weekend there? Stupid. Junior Firpole, what is he doing? His hand, he's, 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 I think he thinks he's LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing, mate? I mean, his hand was like way, way up and touching the ball away from Isak. Once your hand goes above your head... Penalty every day of the week. So a bad weekend. Shocking week. One of the worst weekends in a long time. Scott. Hold on a minute. What are you doing? I didn't finish. Stop that and you can start it again. I didn't finish what I was saying. Let me make my point. Turn it off. And we start that again. Before you interrupted me, it's one of the worst week. No, carry on. Sorry. That was my fault. Referees have had one... No, carry on. Make your point. Come on. Referees. No, no, honestly, I'm not going to do it this time, so make your point. I think this weekend it was... Honestly, I'm not saying anything else. It's stopped being funny now, so I'm, I'm not going to do it this time. So, on you go. Referees have had their worst weekend... Since the start of the season. Sorry, I, that was. I, I'm going to walk not, it. Actually, not my fault. I will walk it. Go and press the button again and let's, let's get this shit over and done with. No, make your point. Referees are rubbish. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Start again. Do you want me to push the button? Yeah. Okay, right, here we go then. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. So we've been taking your shouts this week for if Scottish football was Eurovision. Big thanks to you all for getting your suggestions in on Twitter. Give us a follow at Big Football Scott. Get your mentions in there. Let's go straight to Alan Till, who says, Conchita Awata Wurst. <laughs> we've got Engelbert Contermanding. <laughs> Amazing, well done, Al. Uh, Alexander Wilson, Brotherhood of Bobby Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Backpost says uh, Bertie votes. Uh, Bertie votes. Votes, as in your vote. <sighs> yep. Votes at the end. Uh, Clifton Hill Richard, <laughs> former St Johnson Party Thistle and Breaking City midfielder, Brotherhood of Manny Panther. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Callum Bell, formerly of this show. May he rest in peace. Uh, he says. Rabba Matondo. What? Rabba Matondo. Rabba Matondo? Who's, what's that going to do with Eurovision? Abba Matondo. Callum Bell, where's he now? STV? Yeah. <laughs> I do quite like this one, though. We chat like that. He's going to be not very popular STV, will he? Alex Nilpois. <laughs> I think that's, that's quite good. That's, do you know what? The first one you didn't need. Yeah. Callum Bell, you had it there with Alex Nilpois. Craig B says Lulu Bo Maravchik. Mm-hmm. What song did she sing? It's Eurovision. <sighs> Not a skibby. Boom bang a bang, boom bang a bang, boom bang bang bang, bang a bang, boom bang a bang, boom bang bang bang. Did she win? Uh, yes, she did. Stephen Hill says presented by Graham Morton. <laughs> uh, East End Tales podcast previously presented by Shea Wogan. <laughs> 
Graham McLean says Celine Dion Dublin. She uh, won in 1988 uh, singing for Switzerland, I. John Bearded Lady. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. uh, Conchita Verst. Conchita Verst. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mac says Waterloo McCarry. Uh, Conchita Verst VAR decision ever. <laughs> the worst VAR. Joke the Coleman. <laughs> Sonia Aluko. Uh, Che 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 Adams. The Finnish song on Saturday night was Cha Cha Cha. Oh, it was brilliant. Such a great song. Should have won it. Uh, Kenny Burgess says Banana Ramadani. That doesn't work. Banana Rama were never in Eurovision. No, Banana Rama never represented the UK in Eurovision. Not a chance. Where did that come uh, from? Michael Wontignani. That's why why, why are we even Kenny Burgess? That's just rubbish. You surely didn't. 100%. Okay. Katrina Ways were there. Gina G was there. Uh, Michael Montignani says uh, Brian Graham Norton Andy Ryland Clark mm-hmm. um, Mark Walters Lou <laughs> Lee Mickle your mind <laughs> former Hearts Livingston player uh, Ali Love Shine a Light <laughs> not bad at all Michael uh, Pablo 567 uh, Boom Banger Bange Bange Postacoglute Ilber yeah. uh, Rana Danny International <laughs> Uh, Ricky Daly's Bangers We've got Cha 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 Duri uh-huh. We've got Plastic Pitch Bertrand It's apparently a Luxembourg entry That's right it was Yeah uh, Stevie May Muller <laughs> And Bobby Manskin <laughs> Dogger Saints Podcast My Lovely v Very good uh, Scotty0148 Lulu McCarry Another one for that Simon McQueenie says Ange Posta Waterloo Not bad uh, Billy McNeil Poir Vla- Vladimir Putin Not that one Gina Gio Van Bronckhorst Yeah uh, Russell says 10 points go to United Leon Kingdom <laughs> And Ian Morgan says Eurovision is a load of Raphael shite So who is the winner This week Ewan Cameron We're going with Johnny Mack With Conchita vs VAR Decision ever Okay fair enough For next week What would you find If Scottish football Was the middle aisle In Aldi Oh, good one. I mean, there's some random so stuff in that aisle. The middle aisle in Aldi is notorious. You can get submarine sc- scuba diving gear, a chair for your garden, a hair dryer, and also a granny. Exactly. You can buy a granny. A, gra- so, a granny gets lost in that aisle, and you can take her home with you. Here are some of producer Chris's shouts a Stevie Mayer fryer. Yeah, an air fryer. A Ryan tent. <laughs> <laughs> and a plant Hartley. Hartley. So there you are. Get your shouts in at Big Football Scott. I'm sure you that. can do better than producer Chris because that was pants. Yeah, so at Big Football Scott, that is how you get in touch. And uh, can I yeah. go him now? This is, I've, I've, I've had enough of this. Move on. Okay, right, fair enough. This has been episode 42 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill. Thank you to you, you and Cameron, for Thank joining you. me and for biting at all my things today. Been a very very enjoyable show. I've annoyed. I've, 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 annoyed, I've annoyed myself. Yeah, by, by getting annoyed by you. But more importantly, a huge thank you to you for listening this week as ever. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use. So you don't miss a podcast. Leave us a five star review, please, and keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish football was the middle aisle in Aldi. Get your tweets in for that. We'll be back next week with another big Scottish football podcast. Enjoy your week. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.